Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's October 24th, 1992. And another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by... Aria, Rebecca, and Ali. The Retrospectors. A lot of alcohol and five minutes doodling is how TV producer Michael Lego describes the day he created one of British TV's most beloved characters who made his BBC One debut today in history in 1992. The Google-eyed, yellow and pink, perma-grinning, foam-bodied suit of chaos known as... Mr. Blobby! (laughs) And I think he is now remembered best as the free-floating agent of chaos, but he was created for a specific purpose, which was for a segment on Noel's House Party, which was the leading light entertainment programme of the time. It had several regular features that usually involved viewers or celebrities taking part in challenges or being the victims of good-natured pranks. And one of these was a celeb pranking segment called Gotcha, which involved Noel Edmonds in various disguises, upsetting celebrities who didn't realise that they were being filmed, etc. And so what had happened was that Michael Legger, the aforementioned creator of Mr. Blobby, had realised that Noel couldn't just keep turning up places because the celebrities would inevitably become very suspicious. So they would create a costume for him and they sketched out this horrifying... We can't even describe it. If you don't, if you've never seen Mr. Blobby, just look him up. We can't do justice <laughs> to him. And so then they set Blobby loose, pranking celebrities. And he was almost a victim of his own success because the idea was that the celebrities wouldn't know that they weren't encountering a character on a new kids TV show to whom they were meant to explain what their line of work was and then what made it funny. I never watched it. You guys lived through this. Um, But apparently what made it funny was that Mr. Blobby would then go about kind of trashing the segment and falling over and generally sort of smashing up the stage and so on. And that was quite funny because it was particularly designed to needle the celebrities in question. But as soon as it started airing, then obviously the surprise couldn't be mounted on new celebrities because they would have seen Mr. Blobby go out on Britain's most popular TV show. So they would have known what to expect. Yeah, so the expected run of Mr. Blobby was for this series of eight gotchas, they called them, which is when they did the stings on celebrities and humiliated them by getting them involved in nefarious projects and then the mask comes off and ho-ho, it's Noel Edmonds under there. Except it wasn't, we'll get on to that. But the popularity of the character with the British public was so instant and so immense that Mr. Blobby ended up being a regular fixture on Noel's house party and then his... I, I was. I was about to say tentacles, and then I nearly corrected myself because he doesn't have tentacles, but he kind of does. Like, it fits. Doesn't you see a blobby tentacle? Can't you? Pink and yellow. Totally. So I'm going to say anyway, his tentacles then sort of went into areas of British life hitherto untouched by Saturday evening mascots. (laughs) But if you watch the original series of gotchas, and in fact, I've just sat through the first one, which was a sting on Wayne Sleep, the ballet dancer and, and choreographer, And it's really funny. (laughs) It is the chaos and it is the destruction. But it's also because it's a parody of children's television, Mm. which wouldn't be very clever if it was a late night sketch show. 
But this was going out on what was effectively children's television. So it's inviting the audience to laugh at itself. It's actually quite a layered joke that's going on. You're laughing at the celebrity for being humiliated for thinking it's genuine. You're laughing at the cleverness of how they've parodied children's television. And you're laughing at the absolute clowning and destruction of this farcical beast going around destroying everything. And also, at the time when these gotcha segments were going out, our access as viewers to celebrities was a lot more managed than it is now with social media. So seeing celebs get pranked mm. was much funnier in the 90s than it is now for some mm. reason. You, know, you didn't see celebrities off, so watching them get flustered and frustrated as blobby casually wrecked havoc around them was an irresistible sight to millions of people i watched all of them many times because i was the proud owner of the blobby vhs tape it went on it became the bbc's biggest selling tape at the time so one of the proud owners then yes one of many it was it combined the gotcha clips with new material totaling 71 glorious minutes of blobby action do you know i can understand how it could work it's like uh, in my imagination of it, it's like a proto kind of Sasha Baron Cohen Ali G setup, <laughs> where you've got this person who is pretending to have a, a naivety about them, but they're exposing things about their interviewee or subject by virtue of the chaos that they're creating. Although in the case of Ali G, it was wit rather than physical comedy. But think about how <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen actually has blurred those lines afterwards, you know, with Bruno True. sort of jumping on top of each other and waving his bum in their face. Yep. That's Mr. Blobby. Uh, that is <laughs> yeah. exactly that. Like you put them in a situation where they're in a room with Mr. Blobby and then he jumps on top of them. Yeah. <laughs> and also it's exactly the same thing of that tension of someone, someone who's used to being on camera knowing that they're on camera even though they think because the setup is that they're making an episode or it's a pilot and it's not being broadcast right now they're aware there's cameras on them so they're controlling their image whilst this enormous pink thing is rolling around <laughs> on top of their face but also, but also <laughs> so i can get why it works at that stage but it also does seem like there's a very obvious reason why this backlash emerged so quickly which is that blobby the bobby has lash. the bobby lash yeah because <laughs> because blobby has no purpose to serve you know once you make a good point <laughs> <laughs> But wait, wait, wait. Don't do. Let's not do the fall of Blobby. Let's do the rise, the We're unstoppable in rise. Glory days now. We're yeah. in Blobby heyday. Right, yeah. it, I think I, we can probably agree that the peak came when he had the Christmas number one single of 1993, his self titled debut single, <laughs> top the charts, albeit in a pretty crap field. Number two was Babe by Take That. So it's not like there was some great Christmassy contender. <laughs> but there's, I think, a couple of things behind the success of Blobby in this period. And one is the anti-establishment uh, sentiment that's being expressed by buying the Mr. Blobby tape and sending it to number one at Christmas and stopping Take That Get to number one. The British public knew it was rubbish because that was the joke. The joke was he's a parody of bad children's television. There is just this thing in the British psyche of you know that this is someone who literally smashes things up and that's funny to make it a pinnacle. So there's that going on. But then I think the other thing that's going on, I really wouldn't undermine this, is the incredible comic performance of Barry Killaby, who is the man inside the suit. Mm -hmm. um, I said earlier that it's not Noel inside the suit. It obviously was when he sprang the celebrities and took the hat off. But that was literally for the gotcha shot. It wasn't Noel Edmonds doing the clowning around. It was a Shakespearean actor called Barry Killaby um, who was method... 
I mean, I've spoken to people who worked with Blobby, and when you were working with Blobby, you had to speak to him as Blobby, not as Barry. Barry didn't exist. And he's, he took it very seriously and ever since has never done an interview about it. Like, he's had enough of it now. He doesn't play Blobby anymore. It's played by a man called Paul Denson these days. But the point is, Barry Killaby's physical performance in some of the classic moments from Noel's House Party, have a look on YouTube at Mr. Blobby's Not Coming to New York, which was the moment <laughs> okay. where they told Blobby that he wasn't going to come on the trip with the show to New York City. And he does the entire routine of a basically two-year-old's temper tantrum going up and down the stairs of the mansion in Crinkly Bottom. And it <laughs> is note-perfect clowning, despite the fact he is wearing a seven-foot foam costume. It's incredible. It's just and like... I think people did recognise that this was one of the great comedy performances <laughs> of the 90s. Genuinely, really funny. Because also, that's the other thing about watching Noel's House Party is you're watching at home, but there's like an audience of 600 people. There was a huge studio show, and it thrived off the reaction of the audience in real time. Right. And again, that performance, you could you could feel the, the audience is still when Mr. Blobby makes a cameo appearance, as he has done on sort of Channel 4 panel shows and Loose Women and stuff like that. You can hear a live <laughs> audience scream with laughter when he enters the room. I mean, I have to say, watching TV as a child in the 90s, was there was always a vague dread that Mr. Blobby would <laughs> randomly turn up on the show you were watching. You were never yeah. fully safe from a Blobby cameo. Yeah, I think there was a point at which his success was so mainstreamed, there was no irony to it anymore. It was just the slapstick. And it faded somewhat. I know that seems ridiculous when you talk about a show with 16 million viewers, but I think people did think they were in on a joke with Blobby. And then he became too big for his own pink and yellow boots. <laughs> but I feel like the wave of 90s nostalgia that we've had for the last 10 years plus means Blobby has a place yeah. in our hearts and will continue. And I would not be surprised, given the YouTube ability of what he does, if Blobby is still with us in 20 years' time. <laughs> well, maybe that too big for his bootsness is what contributed to the scandals that unfolded in 1994 for including you just a want to moment keep blobby when he's down don't you <laughs> sorry i'm not but liking this anti blobby attitude no. i'm hearing okay well yeah. no it gives you the opportunity to defend him but anyway he so <laughs> all well, he wants to do is bring joy to people i tell you i tell you a thing that he did to heidi o'callaghan at her sixth birthday party at caesar's palace <laughs> in Luton. how dark is this gonna get <laughs> not too dark he he uh, operation threw... blobby they called it <laughs> It's all come to light recently. <laughs> he threw her cake on the floor and had a massive fight with her dad, which <laughs> is definitely blobby out of control. He's not hes not having fun times I'm at sorry. that stage. <laughs> if you ask Mr. Blobby to cameo at your six-year-old daughter's birthday party, mm-hmm. she's going to have her th- cake thrown on the floor. The act is dropping the cake. That's what Mr. Blobby does. <laughs> why, why would she like Mr. Blobby if he wasn't going to come and drop the cake? That's all he does. He comes and goes, blobby, 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 and knocks shit over. <laughs> Tomorrow. He is not someone that you are safe with if you're a tavern girl or a shop girl, if you are in a carriage with him. Ditch the ads and get a Sunday episode when you join Club Retrospectors. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.